Hey there, you are listening to Dynamo Discussions, the podcast of Dynamo, the premier logistics accelerator and fund. Hope your week is going well. We just got back from Chicago, which was our first stop on our roadshow. We had a great time, met with some great teams. Um, Our roadshow continues. We stop next week in San Francisco. So we'll be there Monday, May 2nd. If you want to meet with Dynamo and you're going to be in San Francisco, hey, email us at hello at hellodynamo.com and we'll set up a time to chat. All right, so this week we have a great discussion on being a founder, especially a first-time founder. This discussion is brought to you by Project 44. Project 44 is an integration platform as a service that uses cloud-based freight APIs to instantly connect shippers and 3PLs to capacity. A very special thanks to them. They were actually uh, in Chicago. They help us out with our roadshow, so thanks so much for that. They're awesome. All right, enough of this. Hope you enjoy our podcast. Caitlin Wittenberg. And I'm Santosh Sankar. And we are here today with Shelly Prevost. She is CEO at Torch. And uh, she's going to talk to us today about starting a startup. She is a first time founder. Hi Thank guys. you. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Great to have you. Yeah, good to be with you all. Well, um, I would love to just kind of jump in here and talk about how Torch came into fruition and kind of, you know, from idea to kind of connecting with Lamppost and then working with Ted Allen and Barry, um, because I know a lot of people that are going to be applying at Dynamo want to know who these guys are and what sure. it's like to work with them, and are they terrible people? <laughs> um, just just kind of your experience. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, I'll start with Torch. So what Torch is, uh, we are a company that is uh, building tools and giving resources to parents with uh, pa- to make parenting with technology easier. So our first product is a Wi-Fi router that allows parents to really uh, seamlessly and simply manage their kids' technology in the house because everything kind of comes through the router. That's the hub where all your data, your Wi-Fi comes in and out. So we wanted to help parents simplify the management and giving them a pause button for the Internet, um, reporting at the router level, the ability to filter content, really, really easy. Uh, and so the fruition, kind of the you know, the, the uh, birth of, of our company really was about three and a half years ago. And I have been a partner at Lamp Post for over five years now, which is hard to believe. Um, and I came in every day really either like crying or cussing because my <laughs> son at the time, who's 10, was uh, just really, really into technology, playing Minecraft all day, all night, sneaking his computer, um, figuring out how to circumvent all of our parental controls, and literally for like two years I'd come in every day with a different story. Yeah. And being at a venture capital incubator, I had a bunch of tech people around. Uh, and I'm not technical at all. Yeah. I mean, that's the huge... I'm, I was a psychologist before I came to Lamppost. Um, so I'm not technically inclined, and my son was always like four steps ahead of me. So they would be, they became my tech coaches, and so um, technically they would help me figure out how like to configure a router, uh, some technical solutions out there. But more than that, they were really my tech coaches, and they would help me interpret what my children were doing online and what they were curious about with technology because I didn't get a computer till I was 22. So I, this is just not something I yeah. am and well-versed in. And so they really um, demystified it for me. And so that is really what 
Torch is about, demystifying and actually empowering kids with more technology. Because, it, you know, the, like parents like me, when we're afraid of something, we tend to marginalize it yeah. or shut it down or lock it down. And so that's not the best path for kids today because we live in a world where the internet's not going away. So we want to help parents kind of move into that without fear and feeling more empowered. And so, um, yeah, that's where the idea came from is my own family. I think that's cool. Uh, I think a lot of successful startups are not, they don't have to be, but a lot of them come from a problem in your own life because you can really connect with it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and uh, even if it's maybe not in your own life, just uh, something you've seen and experienced, even in people that you know. Absolutely. Um, just because it's easier to solve a problem if you fully understand it. And then connect, finding where the shortcomings are so you're not tech savvy. So you found the people that would kind of fill that void. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I tell people, I think it took a psychologist like me who's not technical and a bunch of techies to finally have the conversation that we ha- actually ha- have not solved this problem. Because right. if you talk with a bunch of uh, engineers at Cisco or Netgear, they think, or they're like, well, this, you can already do this with routers. Like, you can already pause the internet. You can set up profile. But you have to know, you have to have yeah, a networking background yeah. to be able to configure that. Mm-hmm. And so I think it, it was the perfect um, combination of, you know, a mom mm-hmm. who just wants her kids to be well-balanced and happy with technology and a bunch of techies sitting around, I mean, well, for two years, having these conversations where we finally figured out there's a business here, there's a market here that we need to um, tap into and help. So you, it was like a, it was a two-year kind of conversation? Yeah, or? We, I mean, at least two years where yeah. it was just a concept. And I kept, I, I kept thinking there has to be something out there for parents. And I would try software. I'd put, like, like Net Nanny, but it, it's just... You know, my kids. We I think between all of us, we have twelve or thirteen devices, and so it became it became this part time IT job. Yeah. And I'm just like, I can't do it. I don't understand it. And yeah. I one at one point threw my son's computer out the back door, which is kind of the one of the the not great parenting moments. But that was a, a defining moment where I was like, this cannot be this difficult for people like me. This is ridiculous. Yeah. And so we tried everything for two years. My we, we resorted to unplugging the router every night. That was that was as good as it got for yeah. me and my husband, who's also not technical. Um, and it's just not sustainable to do that every night. I would be laying there at 3 in the morning and be like, oh, I forgot to unplug the router tonight. Yeah. And then would hear my son <laughs> up his feet, you know, upstairs. I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> um, I, th- I think probably for for those who are looking to start a startup who have this idea that they think, okay, they finally decided it's a great idea. Maybe that first hurdle is one of the hardest because, okay, I've got an idea. Now what do I do? Um, and maybe you were lucky because you did already have connections. I had the support. Yeah. Um, but maybe just speak to that a little bit like, okay, I'm going to actually do this. No, but really, I'm actually going to do this. How did that kind of Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I think I was lucky. I mean, I know I, I know I was lucky. And I think, and this maybe goes into Barry Allen and Ted a little bit, if you're lucky enough to be in their, uh, their tribe, you have not only um, access to resources that you probably otherwise wouldn't, but you have access to their energy and their belief in you. They're like, 
yeah, of course you have to do this. Yeah. So I, I, I think it was certainly not me alone that kind of made the leap. It was, in fact, they kind of pushed me <laughs> a little bit. Uh, I was like, I don't know. I've never taken a business class. I've certainly never had an, an MBA. I've never, I've not even really identified as an entrepreneur. So this is just, it was kind of insane for me to think about yeah. starting this. Um, but conversations with them, they were like, you have to. Like, you're, you're the mom. You're the one that has to connect with every single parent out there. This, yeah. is, this is real. You're the pain point that we're solving. This is for you. So you have to be out there on the front lines uh, beating the drum for parents to know that there's a better way. So, so they, yeah, they pushed me into it a little bit. Um, so for me, the, the, that was the psychological hurdle was the hardest part. Uh, the practical hurdles, I feel like I'm just now, you know, we're about 18 months in, almost two years in, and I'm, uh, you know, the birthing of a company, it takes so many factors lining up. And so, um, they're not all perfect, and I have failed so much, um, which I, I'm not, I don't like failure, so this has been quite a journey for me. Um, but yeah, I'm just now realizing kind of the, the amount of work and details it takes for all these pieces to align to make a company successful. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know that then. I mean, for me, at right. the beginning, it was just this kind of mental shift. I had to get over the fact that I've never had a business class. Um, and then once I had people believing in me, then I could, it was like a domino effect. It was just like, and then, you, you know, six months later, you're like, well, I'm in. Like, we're going. We're doing yeah. this. I'm not looking back. Um, yeah, so I don't know if that oh, answers. How, uh, talk about the importance of that emotional support, because I think that's something that's oftentimes underemphasized. You have investors, they give you capital, but... Talk about the emotional sport and just getting hands on. Yeah, well, you both know you've been at Lamppost long enough that we we take that very seriously, and that was actually the reason I was brought in to Lamppost five, you know, almost six years ago. Was the director of happiness because you know we laugh that entrepreneurs are batshit crazy, and we are. Um, you have to be a little yes, bit yes. to think that you can do something big and impactful. You have to. There's a little bit of narcissism. Narcissism. There's a little bit of um, like bipolar stuff. I mean, there's <laughs> there's truly some some things happening in our brains, um, which can lead to greatness, but it can also lead to depression, um, tremendous anxiety. I I wake up pretty much. I told my husband this morning. Uh, I'm in this place right now where I get up about three o'clock every morning. Just and it's not quite a panic attack, but it's like a <laughs> gripping. Oh. Yes. So I don't know if I can say that. Or not. Uh, but just That's this fear of like, like so many things go through my head, and most of the time it's um, a lot about my kids. You know, I think that women entrepreneurs, especially moms, kind of have this this layer of emotion, whether it's guilt or uh, you know what whatever it is. But um, we we talk as much about the emotional side of. Uh, the team, like our own kind of inner journey. We talk a lot about the hero's journey around here as we do about the finances. Um, Because if you're not in the right mental place, your your P&L statement's probably not going to look good either. Or at least it's not going to be sustainable. And that's what I'm learning. I have to take care of myself. I have to 
put the right people on our team, the right seats, all pulling in the same direction. And that is not easy when you have very uh, type A driven people that all have very strong opinions about how things should go. Um, So that, that's a huge piece of it. So, so anybody that's in this, you know, lamppost world that we've created, um, whether they like it or not, is going to the emotional side of all of this will surface. It will surface, and thankfully, we have created an ecosystem here to to help people with that instead yeah. of just avoiding it or denying it. Yeah, like let's just not pretend that this is not an issue. It is. It is emotional. What are your you know coming from your background uh, as a psychologist, right? Um, mm-hmm. What do you like? What suggestions do you have for founders and entrepreneurs that really get caught up in the stress and the anxiety of building their business? How do they stay centered and balanced? Because that's easier said than done. Well, it's funny. So before I started Torch, I would have a list, a laundry list of examples about taking care of yourself, and getting <laughs> sleep, and meditating, and eating well, and all of that's kind of gone out the door. Uh, I have a newfound empathy for founders that I didn't have before I started a company. Um, so I, I think it, a lot of it for me just goes back to the support. Um, one of the things I'm learning I'm pretty good at is asking for help. And I don't see a lot of founders do that or do that very well. Yeah. There's a kind of this mentality of like holding all the balls in the air and I need to do everything, a little kind of control stuff happening. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think the biggest thing is identifying the gaps in your own, in your, certainly in your company, but in your own mental health and finding support. Like I have a therapist that I see. I have business advisors who are more personal coaches. And in fact, they're older white men who (laughs) I just like, you know, to be in their space, they really help me kind of unpack my own insecurities about starting a company um, what do I need? Helping me identify. Go go out and ask for people to help me. So, so for me, that's been huge. Um, so I, the other piece is I drink way too much wine. I do not exercise. <laughs> I don't real. sleep. Like all these other pieces are not working as well for me right now. But the support and the asking for help. Um, sure has been huge. I think probably for a lot of first time founders and I'm just speculating here cause I am not one, but like there's, there's probably that, I mean, a lot of people have heard of imposter syndrome, but just that element of I've never started a company before. And by, if I ask for help, I'm admitting that I don't actually know everything, to, what to yep. do. Mm-hmm. And that is a hard thing cause you don't want people to lose faith in you or you've got all these people looking up to you. So hearing is someone... Or not invest in you. Right. Like, if I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. So I I think it's helpful to hear, like, no, you should ask for help. Um, Yeah, and Gary Vaynerchuk, um, he talks, he says a lot, and this has always stuck with me. He says, I'm here to get beat up. I'm here to admit, and he talks about self-awareness a lot. Like, I'm here to admit what I don't know or what I'm not good at. And And so every investor meeting I go into or pitches that I'm about to give, that's what I think. I'm here to get beat up, you know, and I think if you don't have the mentality, I'm here to learn, I'm here to grow. Growth is hard. It sucks sometimes. It hurts. But that's that's this process. You can't you can't grow and your company can't grow if you're not here to learn. Right. Uh, and yeah, and find where your deficits are and yeah. get people to help you. 
Yeah, that's uh, there was a blog post that Barry wrote and for the Dynamo blog, and he spoke of the same thing um, about self awareness being his most critical skill. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, yeah, very cool. Um, so, as a first time founder, what most surprised you? I mean, I'm, like you said, you've made mistakes. There's been lots of bumps in the road. What though did you not expect? when you started this? Maybe um, something that was harder than you thought it would be or easier than you thought it would be? Just what was unexpected or the most unexpected? I, um, hmm, good question. I think people's willingness to help me surprised me. Uh, And even, like, for no money. Like, I just, (laughs) I like you, I believe in what you're doing, and I want to be a part of it. Like, I was like, really? Wait, what? You know, yeah. So, so that was good surprise. Bad surprise is I feel like I've always been a very confident person, and I've always kind of been in the flow of, um, <coughs> excuse me, feeling good about my work, feeling like I kind of, uh, yeah. I, I think it's a lot for for girls going through school. We like the the plan. We like the playbook. We like I'm gonna you know tell me what to do to make an A and I'll do it. This is not that world, and I think my confidence has struggled. Is the best way. Oh, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> That's good. It gets real. This is good. No, thank you. Um, yeah, I think for, I think that's really uh, admirable or admirable. Excuse me, that you would talk speak to that because I don't know. Um, like I think we that's all, true for women. Yeah. I remember um, an article by, I can't remember her name, the founder of Eventbrite. Um, she's a woman. Santosh Google is. Founded Eventbrite. <laughs> she wrote an article, because uh, she came to 3686 last summer and spoke. Um, and she talked about that. <coughs> Excuse me, that she felt like if she could go back and change something, she would have worked harder to find her confidence. It was like, okay, that's that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, you're not you're not the only one. Yeah. Um, no, I, I bet that's gonna I bet that's reassuring for a lot of people to hear, honestly. So. Um, yeah. And I think you know, uh, and I again, like in school, I did very well, and then as a psychologist, I'm like, you know, it's primarily a female industry, female dominated industry. So I was I was really good at it. I was safe, and then in this world, it's like, oh wow, yeah. this is different yeah. <laughs> is is that do you take that as kind of a growth opportunity then putting oh yourself yes. in in that discomfort um questioning the fact that you are confident and being able to yeah. put yourself through the trap and you end up realizing you know what i can do it if i can build this i can do yeah. a lot of other challenging and things. that's why i go back to the i'm here to get beat up yep like I think so often there's a false confidence because we've never gotten out of our comfort zone. Like mm-hmm. we just kind of stay safe and yeah. we check the boxes. And I could I could have kept doing that probably pretty happily my whole life. But yeah, when you are forced out of your comfort zone, you either run like run away from it because it's so uncomfortable, or you dig deep and you 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 find a newfound confidence. And yeah. so. Uh, the struggle on that journey has been what surprised me. Yeah. Um, I think that it, what it sounds like is it takes a tremendous amount of courage and it takes a certain kind of person to start a company, but it takes another, there's another layer to that. Yeah. Starting is not good. enough. That's good. That when you get to that, 
that first real, oh, shoot, this is real, you have to be the kind of person that can uh, accept the struggle um, and accept mm-hmm. your weaknesses. And if you're too arrogant or you aren't willing to ask for help, you're yeah. going to probably fail. Or if you're too scared to ask for help, you might just quit. It's very fight or flight. You know, I think it, it triggers this um, survival mechanism. And so you have a choice to leave or stay and fight, you know. And that's, yeah. that's what I, every day I wake up and, like, I'm going to war. I'm going to war today. I'm yeah. going to war today. Yeah. <laughs> fighting. Yeah. All right. Well, that is all I have. Santosh, do you want to ask anything? Uh, I'm all good. I think, I think it's great. And I think... Um, Basically, what we all went through here, listening to your story and the journey you've been in thus far, it's only been 18 months. So, um, you know, businesses take years Years. to build. Uh, But, um, you know, I would say maybe the last thing I have is uh, what do you think is the single most important thing Ted, Barry, and Alan have provided you? Because this is what the team's coming in, um, you know they're going to interact with them every day. What is the one thing that you personally have taken away? You walk in every day and if you didn't have that from them, you'd be worse off. So I think for me, it's authenticity. Um, Cause I don't feel like a entrepreneur. Like I did this, I, I did, I started this company because I needed this product. Like yeah. simple, yep. plain and simple. Like I did not have these, grandiose ideas about being a unicorn or I'm gonna yeah. like I, like it just wasn't that um, I wasn't out for the result I was out for uh, solving a problem and so n- not knowing how to do that or what the path is to do that I've just kind of stumbled along and if I had felt in any way um judged or managed or uh, criticized and not able to do it my way, I think I would have stopped. Yeah. And so the gift of authenticity, like you be you, you do you build it your way. Uh, we're going to support you. Um, f- figure out how to make a company that fits and is authentic to sure. to me. Yeah. That's that was. Uh, there's no playbook for what that looks like, mm-hmm. and so, which is you know a blessing and a curse. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. But it, it would have been an even bigger curse if I hadn't had Barry Allen and Ted helping me like find my way with sure. authenticity. Right. So, yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much, Shelly, for talking with us, um, and have a great one. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Shelly. All right. That's all we have for this week's episode of Dynamo Discussions. We'll be back next week uh, about the same time, lunchtime. Um, you can follow us on all social media at This Is Dynamo. Check out HelloDynamo.com. Just a quick reminder, applications close for our accelerator May 8th. Oh, gosh, that's soon. Okay, so get those applications in because we want to see what you got. All right. Thanks. <laughs>